the passion comes in at the end of the day, at the end of the year, at the end of the month, at the end of the week, you go, oh, that was, that was cool. Hi, my name is Ellie Cody, and this is Manhattan Sideways. On this episode, recorded in August of 2018, we spoke to Marta Elena Rodriguez, owner of Skin Laser Studios. Here's what Betsy Bober Pallavi, founder of Manhattan Sideways, had to say about this business. When I moved to the Chelsea neighborhood a few years ago, one of the first things that I did was to check out what small businesses surrounded me that I might want to visit for myself. Skin Laser Studios was top on the list. When I called to learn what they offered, Marta Rodriguez truly had me at hello. Not only has she become my go-to person for everything skin-related, she's become a dear friend. Her 30 years of experience in the beauty industry has allowed her a unique approach to skincare, one that incorporates her knowledge and compassion, resulting in the best treatments for men, women, and young adults. She's simply brilliant. My name is Marta Elena Rodriguez. Marta Elena Rodriguez. My business is called Skin Laser Studios, uh-huh. and we are at 420 West 24th Street, Suite 1F. Inside London Terrace. When we talked last week, I was especially amazed by the way that you've been able to support yourself throughout multiple passions and careers and parts of your life. And I was wondering if you could tell me about how and why you got into the skincare business. I think I got into what I'm doing now through doing hair removal. Mm-hmm. So when I was young, I had a lot of hair on my face, on the mm-hmm. sides of my face, on sort of like my mustache. And mm-hmm. I was only 13. And my mother took me to some electrologists in those days. It's been around for 200 years or more, but it was the only way, one needle, one hair at a time in those days that mm-hmm. um, you could get permanent hair removal. Mm-hmm. I did that for years. I was I was already 17 by the time I met this this woman, because my, my other electrologist had never helped me very much. I had gone for years to different people. And then I met this woman, and in one week, she did more than all those years of other people. And I just asked her, what what is it that you're doing that nobody else is doing? Yeah. And um, she kind of explained it to me, and I said, well, you know, if, if you were to teach me, I want to do this, but only if you teach me. Mm-hmm. And she did. She, you know, I started working for her part-time, answering the phone and stuff, and she trained me. And it took Mm -hmm. a while, six months, almost daily, you know, working in different areas, different people, different Mm -hmm. conditions, and and to be good. And Mm -hmm. it has served me for so many years. It it really helped me to create a career. And from there, then when the lasers came on, I I bought a laser. From there, it became skincare, also anti-aging acne treatments with lasers, and that's how, how, how I started since I was 18, really. Mm-hmm. And then you ended yeah. up going to film school, right? So film school was, because I, I was always interested in medicine. I think in my other life I would be maybe a plastic surgeon, but mm-hmm. I was always working in medicine as a teenager, working for doctors, for dentists, for hospitals, as an assistant, as a secretary, as a whatever. I love the medical field, but I was pulled to the arts in school. So in school I did painting, and then I did a master's in theater, then I did a master's in film from NYU, because I really wanted to stay in the arts, be a filmmaker, but I was always working to make a living in the beauty business, you know, Mm -hmm. so I had both 
things. This is how I paid my way through a couple of universities doing, doing beauty. Were you working for other people for a while, or when did you end up opening your own practice? Always working for other people in Florida, where I grew up mostly, in, um, in Memphis, where I went to study theater. I did work working for other people. I worked for myself a little bit towards the end of being in Memphis. I, I opened up a little electrolysis place. Then when I came to New York to study film, same thing, I worked for other people mm-hmm. until I was kind of kind of forced to, to work for myself in a way. You mentioned earlier that the woman who originally made the biggest difference for you was also the person who sort of moved you towards making this into a career. Can you talk a little bit about what it was about her that helped to keep you going in this field? We've heard from some other business owners about how important mentors have been to them. Could you talk about maybe her role as a mentor for you? Her name was uh, Lowenstein, her last name. And Mrs. Lowenstein was, was... you know, just a great teacher and a great business person. I think I used to listen to her talk to people on the phone. That was mm-hmm. the thing that she she taught me that I use still today, that maybe even I used when I was in the film business, mm-hmm. you know, how to talk to people. Just kind of really listen to people, try to ask them about themselves, mm-hmm. trying to make them your friends right away. So people call me to this day on the phone and I... And I go, so what do you? What is it that you're looking for? What's your problem? Oh yeah, you know I have had that problem. Oh, I just did someone who was going through that. And and what's your name again? And mm-hmm. and how did you first do this? And it's more about the questions that I ask. And then I tell everything that I know about the process. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm doing is just selling them sort of information, calmness. Right what they're maybe going to make a decision that is the right decision based on the fact that they felt kind of taken care of, kind of brought into my care, you know. That being said, um, so after someone calls and they, if they decide to come in and make an appointment, what is special about your skincare studio and the way that you work with people? I, I think what I do for people is that I try to, instead of covering up, I try to sort of discover, mm-hmm. you know, what their, what their beauty is. I think because I'm very lazy myself <laughs> as, to, as to how to take care of myself. I never wanted to pluck my eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to really put makeup on, you know. I figured a little mascara, you know, my skin is great, my hair is okay, maybe I'm fit, I have a clean T-shirt and jeans and I'm good to go. This is my idea of beauty. And so the least amount of stuff that you need to do as a woman for me was completely liberating. I think that's where I come from. And I started with electrolysis because of that. You know, I don't want to shave. I don't want to pluck. I don't want to wax. You know, I don't want to look at it. I I did my eyebrows when I was 20 years old and I never looked at my eyebrows again. And it was amazing because I hated to pluck my eyebrows every single day, right? And your eyebrows so, look great. They're beautiful. So, <laughs> so they're, they're uh, eyebrows that are, you know, like very normal, not, not exotic, not good yeah. for you, very, very like middle of the road, looking, natural, right? nothing right. crazy, nothing, but something that you don't have to fuss with, mm-hmm. you know, even though now, I mean, styles change and you yeah. need to switch a little bit, yeah. but at least the basics. You don't have to get up every morning and try to decide that you have to shave mm-hmm. your eyebrows. So that's freedom, right? Yeah. Freedom if you don't have to shave your legs, if you don't have to, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, put, put foundation on to cover anything. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to bring everybody's skin in to normal. Yeah. That's my thing that I use, my, my word that I use. I want people to be normal. And so what happens? In a way, when you're normal, you don't need me as much. You know, I want more people to come less often, mm -hmm. to need me as little as possible in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, you're going to need something as you get older. You're going to need nutrients. You're going to need protection. But if your skin is good, you need less. You need less of everything. You, right. you don't have to spend, you know, a ton of money every week, right. you know, on doing something to yourself. You can do it every month and every other month and every right. three months because you're getting better. Right. Even as you're getting older, you're getting better. A lot of people come, yeah. but not so often, just because they, they got to keep up a little, but not be a, a slave to the beauty industry. Yeah. On, the, on the contrary, be free. Can you explain sort of your feelings about beauty standards in general that are coming from magazines and, you know, TV. It's funny because I come from, you know, the feminist hippie movement. Yes. So I totally agree with that. And it's funny to be in the beauty business. That's why I'm saying that my, my niche is more about liberating you from that a bit, you know, mm -hmm. like giving you the some tools to, to do less, mm -hmm. not more, you know, not... Mm -hmm. Not to feel like, oh, I, I have to go every week right. to get a facial or I have to do to maintain this or that. But to somehow get it to a point where it's fixed and you do less and less and less, you know. Right. And Whether it's discoloration on your face, you mm -hmm. know, pimples, something that you can really fix. Mm -hmm. So you can really take out of your life, okay, that's a different, that's a problem that's out of my life. Mm -hmm. I don't have to cover it all the time. Right. I have to deal with it. I don't have to, right. you know, it's enough. We have to deal with everything else. Yeah. But do you, do you think it's fair to say that people have the right to create their own ideas of beauty and, and that in some ways you can help with that? I had one, one uh, she's actually an actress and I can't see if she's, but I said, do you know, do you want me to do your hair on your lip? Uh -huh. And she goes, absolutely not. I want my hair on my lip Yeah. to be, I want my natural little bit of hair on my lip. I don't want to do my underarms mm -hmm. and I don't want to do my legs. And I was like, Ooh, okay, I haven't heard that before. Every, yeah. every woman wants to do right. that. You right, because that's another way to not have to worry about it is if you just decide, okay, you know, I'm just going to leave it. I'm not going to uh, touch it. I thought that was really powerful yeah. of her, but, but I don't find that much. You know, we are yeah. all victims of all of this, yeah. you know, of look, trying to look good, not having imperfections, mm -hmm. especially in New York. You know, there's a lot of people that are singers and actresses and mm -hmm. Wall Street and you have to look this and you have to be thin and you have to be it's sad, it's sad I, I try not to comment I, I, I rarely say that, you know, it's yeah. only because I was really, almost like taking it for granted that if somebody's doing a facial and they have a little hair on, on their lip that that's also something they would want Right. and it was like the wrong thing to say and it's a lesson for me, you know, because I almost never say, oh, you know, you got hairy armpits, you want me to do that? <laughs> Never do that. Just because I was on this beautiful actress and doing, perfecting her skin, you yeah. know, really yeah. assuming that. And I, I don't, I don't know how we combat that. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I'm a victim of it myself, and I, I try not to, not to pass it on. I'm, yeah. I, but that was like a real, hey, zzz, you know, don't do this. Could you tell me also a bit about your relationship in general with your clients and maybe how your studio has made a difference in your personal life? My clients are sort of my friends. It's, it's weird to say, but they have become my friends, and I treat them like that mostly. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I take care of them 
because they we like each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very few people that somehow come to the office that don't, we don't have that energy, mm-hmm. you know, where it's relaxed and friendship and mm-hmm. it's not about posturing or, or selling, yeah. you know. It's about, uh, it's not even about selling because yeah. selling, it comes naturally later. It's about a place where people feel relaxed and taken care of and not not judged and actually helped yeah. as opposed to upselling you or right. but just saying you know whatever you did that was that changed something in my yeah. skin and it's better you know it's not about fluff it's not about mm-hmm. pampering, pampering right. even even though pampering is a nice word it's about fixing things right that's what I do try right. to do not so, so much part of how you create that environment is to, to basically do your job and do a good job for people, right? And and to be there for what they need as opposed to doing all the floofy sort of... A long time ago, I, I thought, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to sell somebody a little facial, fluffy, nurturing, massagey facial. And then while I'm trying to do that, trying to upsell them. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I said, I, I want to do something that actually works. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so I kind of developed a facial that actually did something that every time you come, you get better. Mm-hmm. And the more better you get, the the less you have to come. That's why I always need people. But that's why I always have people too. Right. You know, other people that, right. that are recommended, that get well, that get better, that send people over. There was a time in my life when my clients actually were helping me. About 18 years ago, my husband and I separated and I was so devastated. It was a hard time in my life and my, my clients didn't leave me, paid me money, gave me support, gave me advice. It yeah, got me through a long time and a bad time in my life. And I didn't go out of business, even though I was so distraught, you yeah. know, I could, I could work because I had the, um, I don't know, of people would be really interested to hear your tips on how to take better care of your skin pre-facial, right? Or or ways to to take care of your skin so you don't need more help later. We live in a a society of of lots of advertising Mm -hmm. and a million products. So the the good news is that in in the last 15 years, there really has been a lot of uh, research and improvement on chemistry and natural products mm-hmm. that work, that actually work. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was doing facials 25 years ago, it was like people would come to me and say, how do I get rid of these wrinkles? Right. Well, you can't get rid of wrinkles from a jar. You know, what do I use to, to get rid of wrinkles? You can't do it from a jar. Nowadays, there are products that actually can yeah. do some from a jar. Yeah. And especially if you start early, relatively, you know, in your 30s, before you you start really seeing some serious wrinkles, Mm -hmm. you just start to see those little lines. The problem is that there's so much out there, and everybody has uh, their own concoction, and everybody has their own advertising, and their own miracle uh, cream that works for everybody. And it's not true Mm -hmm. that creams work for everyone. Mm -hmm. So what happens is that your skin is very unique and everybody needs something different. And so I think the the advice that I have is 
try something, be educated about it, read the ingredients, try to figure out what the ingredients are for. It's in the internet. And see if it works. Right. Make an educated guess about your skin. My skin's like this, like this. It needs that and that. Maybe this will be good for that. There are things out there that the research is 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 getting, you know, like high potency vitamin C, hyaluronic acid. There's this new concoction of... Mm-hmm. of it's actually synthesized from quinoa. Oh, wow. So it is a product, a byproduct of that synthesis uh-huh. that is really very uh, anti-aging. And I read about it, I heard a, a talk about it, and then I never saw it in the market. And I just recently found one product that yeah. had it. So then I bring it in. But even though it's, it's miraculous and things, you know, you may, you may use all of these things that are out in, in, in the market mm-hmm. or in the literature and put it on your face, and it's terrible for you. Right. So it's so individual. So it's like you have to read, you have to make it in, uh, an educated guess, mm-hmm. to talk to somebody like me, and then see if, if it'll work on your face, because right. it might not. No matter how expensive it is, no matter how trendy, no matter how <laughs> amazing the line is, you put it on and you go, wow, it worked great for my friend, but not for me. Right. But that's my advice, not, not to buy a lot of things, but yeah. to buy one or two things at a time, see what happens, see mm-hmm. what's in them. And then you know, you know, whenever I use this with a lot of vitamin C, it's really great for me, or not. So then you, then you can look out for buy that. something else. Yeah. Most people buy five things, they don't finish them. Then they buy five more things, yeah. and they don't use the others, so they don't even really know if the others actually work. Right. But actually, you know, products should work soon. Right. Like you shouldn't right. Have I to was going to ask, how long them. would you recommend trying out a product before you throw it out? Because that's something that, you know, I'm like, I'll, I'll buy something and, and I'll use it for a week and I'm like, ah, no change. Yeah, it doesn't work. To be honest, if something, if you don't see something in a week or two, yeah. you kind of should throw, throw okay. it out. But if something doesn't itch or bother you yeah. or break you out or something... Right. Finish it up. Right. See what happens, right. and then then get a get a reaction from yourself mm-hmm. and say, mm, I don't think I'd buy this right. again. Move on. You know, try yeah. something else. Yeah. When a combination of products is right for you, you know it. You know it. I know. Week mm-hmm. in two weeks, it's like people tell you what happened to your skin. You look better. You like the smell. You like putting it on. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of of things around it. So I want to go back to talking about the business aspects of things a little bit. I think that you are a business owner who has been especially good at evolving over time and keeping up with all of the changes in technology, in society, in your own personal life. And I was wondering if you had any advice about that kind of evolution that you could give to other business owners or potential business owners. I think the only advice for me is to is to try and offer something that nobody else offers. And mm-hmm. then and then that cuz there's so many people that offer the same thing. Mm-hmm in New York and we're all sort of looking for that same, I don't know what, you know, mm-hmm. person that that can buy your, your product all the time, all the time, and, mm-hmm. and it's not like that. You know, people yeah. buy it once, people buy it twice, and then they see what, what, what's over there. And, and the only time they come back to you is if, if you have something real. You know, right. if, if something really works, it's really yours. They, they really can't get it any, anywhere else yeah. because of the way that... So I kind of accidentally did that, mm-hmm. trying to make a, a product rather than just sell separate things. Right. But a 
combination of things yeah. that work better and is, is more unique and better wow, better better real right. result. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. from but my own almost proprietary combination of, of stuff that I do. And that that's how you become a little bit unique. Because you can't sell, you know, the same shoe in every corner, right. you know. Definitely. And, I would love to talk a little bit about um, how you moved to the US when you were eight, right? Is that from Cuba? Yeah. Yeah. So did growing up in Cuba impact your business or your life or, you know, can, can you just tell me a little bit about that? I came from Cuba just, just before Castro became a totalitarian, you know, after he didn't give the government back to the people right. to vote. After right. he said, no, I'm going to be a dictator, I'm going to be for life. And for some reason, my family knew that that was really going to be a bad idea for, for the future. And, and we got out. And in those days, you know, Cubans were given citizenship and right away when you came. We were scared, you know. I was like, uh, I thought I would never see my grandparents again. You know, we had a good life in Cuba. The United States was, was different. We didn't know English. We didn't know the mm -hmm. language. It was very... My parents were in their 20s and... They had two kids and no language, and they weren't, you know, super educated at all. And they worked very hard, like all immigrants do. We come from that background of yeah. work, 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 you yeah. know? Just succeed if, if you can. Study, go yeah. to school a lot. When we came to the States, it was, it was a lot of stuff that we quickly became aware. And in that way, you know, what happens to you when you're, when you're a kid and you go through all that, you, you just become a different person. You're you're much more aware. You're not just this happy, lucky kid. You know, you you do have a lot of memories because they're poignant. Because mm -hmm. you know, it's like a trauma. You don't right. forget a trauma. Like you might forget the fact that you had a birthday in the park, but you you don't forget the time that, you know, there was a bomb in the right. corner Those of the street. Those memories are part of who you are and yeah. who you become. Yeah. Like like we all know where we were on nine eleven, and it it kind of makes you a very interesting person in a way. You know, it, it makes you marginal, which means that, you know, you're, you understand this foot in this land, you understand that foot in that mm -hmm. land. And as much as I may agree, sometimes even about having an immigration policy that makes sense, that limits immigration, you know, that's the strength of, of America too. You know, those people that have a lot of wisdom because of what they've been through. You know, they're not comfortable. They're very uncomfortable. And they bring bad too, but but strong, interesting things to to this country, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm being political, but but you know, it's a, at least that's who I was, you know, yeah. because that made me a very serious young person, you know, mm -hmm. that wanted to study philosophy and and wanted to make movies and wanted to say things and wanted to have a point of view because I've, I've, I've had experiences, you know, that sometimes when you grow up comfortable, you're not as, you don't contribute maybe as much because yeah. you're just going to do what everybody else does. There's always the little stuff, you know, the little stuff that you have to order and call and 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 clean and study and read and change and 
work on your social media, work on your brochure, work on your... It's always some little annoying little thing that gets me sometimes. Mm -hmm. But by and large, it is still fun to come to work, right? So I don't know why that is for me. As a matter of fact, I'm actually pretty bored with the day-to-day -day because I've done it for so many years. Mm -hmm. What isn't boring is, is people and, and conversations and helping them and, and creating, you know, and I continue to like the discovery, that change, that, you know, that's the most fun for me. Do you think that that's something that other business owners can integrate into their day-to-day? -day? Not to come to work to say, oh my God, you know, I have to come to work and, and right. I have to do this, oh, when is it going to be over? Right. And no, it, I don't think it's ever been like that for me yeah. in all these many years, even when I was, I don't know, maybe because I didn't take it seriously in terms of this is the meaning of my life, this is how I'm going to make millions of dollars. No, it's just the job, you know, yeah. and the job has to be the job you want to do every day. And yeah. if you're not doing that, no matter how many millions, you know, you could study to be a great surgeon. If every day you come in and you don't want to do the surgery... That's the wrong profession, you know, mm -hmm. for you. How, how do you get the word about your business out into the world? You know, how do people find you? Since I've been in business, it's, it's, it's changed, right? Because I'm older mm -hmm. and it has transformed in so many ways, like from having your name just on the phone book, uh -huh. you know, or having radio advertisings or magazines to the internet and, you know, which is for me difficult, you yeah. know, I'm doing better in Instagram. <laughs> but I have, a, I have a funny story. So I have this Asian client who's young uh -huh. and she came to me and uh, she found, I said, how'd you find me? I found you on the internet. And she says, oh, you don't have enough reviews but I figured that you were an older person who really know what they were doing because you had really great reviews, you just didn't have enough. Uh -huh. <laughs> I was like, uh, thank you? <laughs> you <know? laughs> but recently, because of your inspiration, Manhattan Sideways inspiration, I've started to um, go around the neighborhood and figure, you know, I mean, New York is so concentrated. You, If you had just three square blocks, you, you business would be flourishing all the time, right? Mm -hmm. So why not like really become friends of, of, the, of the community, you know, mm -hmm. really know the owners of the restaurants, really, you know, engage with, with all the businesses around and, you know, do marketing just around your buildings, just mm -hmm. around, you know, instead of all of New York, instead of, you know, just kind of doing the personal touch. I, I find that... Uh, really interesting. The best thing I've ever done, and this is really a tip and probably a secret. I <laughs> shouldn't share it, but I'll, I'll share it. That um, what I do, especially when I get a new client and the client really loves the work and is really impressed with whatever we're doing, I hand them a card. And the card is a gift certificate for someone else, for her to give to someone else. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh, since you like it so much, you know, and I don't even say write a review like everybody else. Okay. I say, here's a gift certificate for someone for you to give it to. And so now they have a discount, a large, usually a relatively substantial discount to give it to your mom, give it to your friend, yeah. especially if they say they really love the treatment. Mm -hmm. And 
that works. That has worked that makes for a lot of sense. me. Yeah. You know, because they have this card. It's kind of a large card, like a, the size of a postcard, uh -huh. you know. And they don't know what to do with it, and but it's worth something. You know, yeah. it's worth a hundred dollars right. or fifty dollars. So you don't want to throw it out. So you don't want to throw it no. out. So you, even if you just give it to your friend who you just having dinner with or right. coffee with, you know, here, you know, you should, you know, this place. You know, I like the facial. I know you don't need a facial, but <laughs> and they just pass it on. And often, I mean, it really has worked for me yeah. as a very simple tool. You know, yeah. just kind of and very personal too. That's that's a great way. right. Because you've had that facial, you've mm -hmm. had that treatment, and you know what it's like. So when right. you recommend it, that's what you've had. It's just something I thought of 20 years ago, and it's really helped me even to this day. We always like to ask people if, if there's anything about themselves or their business that they would like to share with us that they feel has not been expressed before, you know, that has not been in reviews or stories that people have written about you. I'm always trying to add to the, my processes. I sell care and education. I sell skin care. I don't sell products. I sell that thing that's going to fix it. And um, so I just, I add things. I take things away. I'm always changing and, and making the process better. And mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think that people know that. But you're very open with your clients when they do ask about it, right? Yeah, it's not a mystery. It's, yeah. just, it's just me trying to help them in right. whatever way that, um, that is necessary. You know, and I, I think that they don't really know that they're getting much more than they think they're getting. And I'm always doing that. I'm always making things different in a better way. Just not to say, oh, I'm, I'm adding this and I'm going to charge more. Or I'm going to... Mm -hmm. No, the, the real thing I'm trying to do is just improve the service and improve the effect and, uh, and, and really care about mm -hmm. like, like what I'm producing, you know, the yeah. product. The product is really the service. Yeah. And so I'm always improving the product in, in some secret way that people don't, don't know. But it's, it's not for experiment, experimenting as much as it is for really changing, you know, and improving what I'm doing. If you want to follow Marta on Instagram, her handle is Skin Laser Studios NYC. You can find her on Facebook and, and check out what she has to offer. Thank you so much, Marta. Thank you for being here today. You're welcome. This is fun. Thanks so much for listening. My name is Ellie Cody, and this has been Manhattan Sideways. If you'd like to learn more about this particular business, or to discover and read about thousands of other fascinating small businesses on the side streets of Manhattan, please visit our website, sideways.nyc, and of course, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, at NYSideways.